Good morning and welcome to Just Jess Podcast Morning Motivation, the bite-sized show that covers one topic in depth, where we will explore mindsets, motivation, success, love, and laughter. You're only one podcast away from a better you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Just Jess Podcast show. I am your host, Miss Jessica Fagans, also known as John Chifabia, <laughs> and I'm better known as Just Jess. It is Monday, May the 2nd, and you already know it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so I am so ecstatic because I have a special guest that is on the show with me this morning. But before I get uh, to that, I just want to encourage you today that you will get through this thing that we call life. You will get through it. You will grow through it. You will drive through it. You will get through it. No matter what you are being faced with, don't you dare give up. Why? Because you can't. You can't allow what you got going on to affect the fact that you have to get through this thing called life. Again, thank you so much for joining uh, me this morning on the podcast show. Uh, We are here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday. We start exactly at 5 a.m. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Kindle, Alexa, Stitcher Radio. I also have a website. It is www.justjustpodcastshow.com as well as my other uh, websites. I said that I was going to stop doing all of those, but I don't know, but I'm going to do it just because this is this morning i have www.myshopify.jfcreations with two s's.com as well as www.amazon.com forward slash miss jessica fagans again i am so excited about today and of course if you you're listening you hear that i am a little raspy and i'm a little hoarse um because i sung all weekend long let me tell y'all something eyes tied okay this voice is shot all the way out but my my hoarseness was not going to stop me uh being on this podcast this morning because i'm so excited about what's getting ready to happen i'm just excited about the fact that I'm able to uh, talk about mental health. Um, It's something that people do not like to talk about. And I'm going to keep saying that till I can't because people don't want to acknowledge it. People don't want to say that there is something wrong with them. They rather say that there's something wrong with you than looking in the mirror and realizing that there's something wrong with themselves. And so because I have this platform, this platform is for me to be able to talk about those things that people don't like to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about mental health because it's still ever so present. It hasn't gone anywhere and it's not going anywhere. 55% of Americans battling with the, 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 uh, the depression are people that you look in your, look in your, uh, that look in your face. I'm sorry, every day. And you don't even know that they're, they're battling. You look up there something in the paper that they did something to themselves or they did something to somebody else because they were silently battling this this disease and it is a disease you know i had a problem with uh, calling it what it was but it is what it is it is a disease that attacks so many people and it's just not depression there's so many levels of it but i'll get into that a little bit later but yes i i was busy all uh, weekend, I did a, a memorial service on Saturday. 
I had to sing at our memorial. Then I got up and I said, you know what, I'm going to church. And I went to church on yesterday and ended up having to sing at church. And so um, I, I've been talking my butt off. So after I get off the podcast today, I am going to uh, get some tea and try to, you know, get this throat together for Wednesday because I'm coming right back. Listen, it is Mental uh, Health Awareness Month and I am on it. Can't nothing. Listen, let me put a fork in the road. Thank you, because I just thought about this. So, you know, I have been anticipating this and I've been waiting to do this podcast, you know, th- for the month of May, uh, because I'm just so excited about it. And my voice was fine. I, I was good until I got up to do the podcast. And it's like, boom, you know, because, you know, this is not a spiritual show, but, you know, that's how the enemy works because he did not want this to happen. But it's going to happen no matter what. If I have to get on here and have my honey talk and I tell her what to say, it's going to happen. All right, you guys. So enough of that. I'm going to dive right into my affirmations. Um, and then we're going to do the quote of the day. And then we're going to do uh, we're going to bring this young lady on. I mean, it was just a wonderful, wonderful interview. Um, but let's get to the affirmations. That's the best part of the show, right? Why? Because that is the time that you can affirm over your life. You can affirm some things about little old you. <laughs> Nobody has to do it. You do it for yourself. Nobody has to, you know, pull a string or or, or pat you on the back. Mm-mm. You get you a mirror. I keep telling y'all about that mirror. Look in that mirror and affirm some things over your life. Why? Because you have to. I've said it over and over again. If you don't, nobody else will. Okay. You have to set the bar for your situation and your life. So with that being said, it's affirmation time. Hey, affirmation time. Hey, affirmation time. Yes, it is. So I had water this morning, y'all, and I've been drinking this water like nonstop. So I've drank, I drank my water before um, I started the podcast. So I'm good. So I'm just going to dive right into the affirmations. Okay. So here we go. I'm doing the best that I can. Yep. That's my affirmation this morning. I am doing the best that I can. Never assume you know what's going on in someone's life unless you heard it straight from the source. Oh, that is good. That just gave me goosebumps. Let me say that again. Never assume you know what's going on in someone's life unless you heard it straight from the source. That came from none other than Christopher Maurice Brown. Y'all call him Chris Brown. He was born May 5th, 1989. He is 32 years old. He is from Tappanock, Tappahannock, <laughs> Tappahannock, Virginia. Never heard of it. You hear me butchering it up. Um, he is an American singer, songwriter, dancer, graffiti artist, and an actor. According to Billboard, Brown is one of the most influential and successful R&B singers ever, with several considering him the king of R&B alongside Usher and R. Kelly. He has sung such as Loyal, A-O-A-O, Run It, and Privacy. He also has movies Think Like a Man, Stump the Yard, Takers, and I love this one, child. I'll watch it when it ain't even Christmas. This Christmas <laughs> with Loretta Devine. I just love that movie. I love when he just starts singing it. But he said the darn thing. Never assume you know what's going on in someone else's life unless 
you heard it straight from the source. And that brings me to my topic today. The, the topic is simply mental health. We're just, I just, I just entitled uh, it mental health because I wanted to uh, just give you a little bit of information about mental health before I bring um, Kayla on. And so I chose Chris Brown because Chris Brown suffers from uh, mental health. He suffers from anxiety, which I did not know it. And he su uh, suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and so when I was doing my research on him, it made sense why he acted the way he acted when he was much younger, because I think he's kind of changed a little bit. He's growing as a man, uh, but it made sense. And who would have ever thought that someone like Chris Brown battled with mental health issues? And so that brings me to the topic again. It's about mental health. Mental health is wealth, especially during uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, which is celebrated in May. So like I told you guys, we will be, I will be celebrating it the whole entire month of May. My, my idea is to have somebody on every Monday who battles and who can come and sit with us for a few minutes and just discuss how they're dealing with depression. The stigma around mental health and the treatment has long existed for so long, even though uh, this has started to change. It's still ever present, the stigma. People hesitate to seek help, um, even to talk about it with their loved ones uh, because of the fear of being judged. The fear of being judged and facing unnecessary backlash. People don't want to deal with that. But the simple logic, it dictates that if you are hurt anywhere, you must seek treatment to get better, Okay. I said that to say this, that applies to both your mental and physical well-being, okay? Just because something on the body, something physically uh, needs to be cared for does not mean that you need to, to neglect the inside. You need to get that brain or that, that, that mind checked as well. There's nearly 450 million people worldwide who are currently living with a mental illness. But yet nearly two thirds of these people uh, live with a known mental illness, never seek treatment. And I found that to be so sad because you know why I was one of those people. I didn't want to let people know that I battled with this disease because I did not want people talking about me. But what did I didn't know? What I didn't know is that they were already talking about me. So the fact that I had mental issues wasn't going to put a cap on it. Good morning. But because I am able to discuss it on this platform, I just find it so sad that people won't get the treatment that they need. I was reading where a young man shot his mother. He shot his mother because she told him uh, to stop smoking in her house. And so he shot her. Now, you can't tell me there was nothing wrong with this young man because what make you think it's okay to get up and shoot your mother because she said stop smoking cigarettes in our house? I'll say it again, 450 million people worldwide are living with mental illness, and that is current, current. But there are only two-thirds of people with mental illnesses that never seek the treatment, okay? 
there is a program called ADAA and they are dedicated to helping people like me and other people living with anxiety, depression, or uh, occurring disorders or, or anything. If, if, if you have loved ones that's dealing with it, they are there to support. They help find treatment for you. They help with support and they give you resources. Their website is www.adaa.com. Go out. Well, I'm sorry, it's .org. Go look them up. If you if you know somebody that needs the help, um, they are, a, and I'm going to tell you why I, I picked them. They're nonprofit. And that's what I'm on my way to being a nonprofit for mental health. And so I did my research because I wanted to see all of the organizations out there that is, you know, aiding in this, this, this thing called mental illness. And they are one, they're the ones that impressed me the most, but they're www.adaa.org. And so if you know anybody that's battling, please go ahead and, and, you know, send them over to the website. Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of history and then we're going to bring Kayla on a little history of mental health. You know, uh, uh, why we celebrated it was first uh started back in 1949 and it was uh commemorated by the mental health america organization which was then known as the national committee for mental hygiene and i was like hygiene when i was reading up on this um and then later as the national uh mental health association before um it got its current name which is you know the mental health awareness month the association was founded by Mr. Clifford Whittingham Beers, B-E-E-R-S. Do your research. Go look him up. Um, he was born in 1876 in Connecticut. Uh, he was one of five children in his family who all suffered. Listen to this. They all suffered. Do you understand me? They all suffered from mental illnesses and psychological distress. All of them also went on to spend time at mental institutions. I'm going to pause for a minute because that's deep. And it was from his hospital admittance, y'all listening, that this man discovered that the mental health field had a notorious reputation for malpractice, maltreat, um, uh, maltreatment, and immense bias. Yeah, Mr. Beers, Mr. Beers, he did that. Clifford Beers, he went on to author a mind that find the book is called A Mind That Found Itself, which is a bestseller even today. It gained so much popularity and support from the medical professionals that Beers founded the National Committee <laughs> for Mental Hygiene, and so. Uh, him and his colleagues at the association wanted to find ways to, uh, to make sure that mental health patients not only received the right care, but also did not feel alone in their fight against mental diseases. So since 1949, y'all, okay, 1949, each year, a theme is selected to be highlighted and celebrated throughout May for Mental Health uh, Awareness Month. Um, even recent years um, have uh, have been uh, uh, themes like do more for one and four uh, different types of names. But, you know, I thought it was just so uh, befitting to uh, let you guys know how it started. And I thank God that this man started Mental Health Awareness Month because people did not know it. And for his whole entire family 
the entire family to be diagnosed with this was just, it was just so unbelievable. I, you should have saw me, y'all. I was glued to the computer because it was just so, it was just so good to me to know this because Jess, you're not alone. Get out your head. Mm -hmm. Get out your head. That, that, the problem with me is y'all, and, and I'm going to get to my guest. The problem with me is, is that I suffer silently in my head. Anybody else do that? Like I will overanalyze situations. And then when I overanalyze them, then I start to predict them. And then when I predict them, then I start sabotaging the situations. And then all of this just builds up inside of my little head. And then it causes the anxiety. And then when the anxiety comes on, then here comes the depression. I can be getting ready to go somewhere and get got my makeup on, got my clothes on, ready to go. And then boom, that mind, that anxiety takes over me and I'm undressing and my honey looking at me, well, what doesn't happen? I just don't want to go. I find every excuse in the book, but the right excuse that I need to work on my mental health. And so it is so important. And I'm going to keep saying that if you know somebody that's suffering, like I suffer on, I have good days, I have bad days, but if you know somebody who's suffering or you see signs of this, y'all get them some help. Don't talk about them, please stop talking. We got to stop talking about people. And I'm talking to myself. You got to stop talking about people, especially when you don't know. What did Chris Brown just tell us? Never assume you know what's going on in someone's life unless you heard it straight from the source. Stop doing that, Jessica. There are four types of mental illnesses. You have anxiety disorder. With that includes panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, and uh, phobias. Okay. Then you have depression up under depression comes bipolar disorder and other mood disorders. Then you have eating disorders. Mm -hmm. You got the personality disorder. You got the pro, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And then you got the psychotic disorder that includes the uh, schizophrenia. There's so many levels of it, but today we're only going to talk about, uh, the one, the depression. And up under the depression is bipolar disorder and other mood disorders. I'm going to talk about uh, personality disorders on Wednesday. You're not going to want to miss that uh, episode. But enough of that. I'm going to go ahead and bring on um, this young lady. Just a quick, um, some quick information about her. She is um, originally from um, Daytona Beach, Florida, and she has been here most of her life. Um, this young lady has been battling depression as young as a teenager, and she has been going through it ever since. And she never um, sought out help until she got into her uh, early 30s. And so her testimony is so uh, vibrant because it's so fresh and because it's fresh, people can uh, relate to it in this, in this season. And so she's going to come on and just basically talk about how she deals with it, how it started, where it began and how she's coping with it, her and her family. Um, she's, she say, stated to me, um, uh, that it's a battle every day. Um, you know, she just, made up in her mind to, to fight the battle. You know, sometimes we don't like to fight battles. You know, there's a church song said, don't wait till the, uh, the, uh, the, the battle is over. You need to go on shout right now. 
And so she just made up in her mind that she is going to fight this thing. And anybody that is in the way of blocking it, they're going to be in the, the crossfire of this war because she is not going to allow it to, to take her out. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring on this this young lady, um, Miss Kayla Sunshine. Brian, you guys give her a warm, warm welcome. Hello, Kayla. Hey, thank you so much. How you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing good today. Can't good. Thank you so much for uh, uh, deciding to come on to the Just Just Podcast show. We really appreciate uh, you coming. And I appreciate you coming because you are so dear uh, to my heart. You hold a special <laughs> place in my heart ever since we met years, years ago. Do you want me to tell the people how we met or you want to tell them how yeah. we met? <laughs> you you- <laughs> You you go ahead and tell them because because you, you you give a little flair when you tell it. You go ahead. Oh and tell my them. goodness! Yeah. So really quick, everybody. So um, I met this young lady. She's a very uh very humble young lady, and I met her almost about uh ten fifteen years ago. We were going to the uh, same church, and she was already a member at this church. So um, she was singing with me on the praise team, and I just noticed this quiet but very um vibrant but very um old schooled uh <laughs> young lady um and so you know we just started talking and you know we took a liking to each other and I just came out to her one day I say well baby um I say how old are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm <laughs> oh my god me she told me her age and I said okay so what we're not going to do I said because I need you to uh dress accordingly this young lady was not wearing heels she was not wearing (laughs) anything remotely that would signify that she was in her 20s and she says well I just you know I I I don't have any heels I never bought any heels I don't have any I don't know how to I don't know how to walk in them and right. I said, well, we're going to fix that. We got to get you some heels. We got to get you some makeup. We got to get mm-hmm. you some lashes, some nails, and all of yes. that. And she just thought that was so funny. Uh, but ever since that moment, we just took uh, a, a, a liking and we, we developed a bond. But what's so uh, significant about this particular uh, uh, episode and this uh, particular podcast is because even though I've known her, for as long as I've, I've known her, I never knew she battled with the same thing I battled with. Yeah. Um, and so it was so uh, so liberating when I saw her post on her, her uh, Facebook website uh, that she suffered from the same thing that I suffered from. And again, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was I, I always say people don't like to talk about it and people mm-hmm. don't want others to know what they're going through. Um, but when she was so transparent, um, and she put it out there, she, and she didn't do what I did, you know, I'm still hiding behind posters and stickers. (laughs) (laughs) She she did a live video, which takes a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, tenacity to be able to do that. And when she did it, you know, 
I got calls from like my children. Oh, I didn't know. And I'm saying, I didn't know either. Like, right, right. you know, so <laughs> you, again, you know, we were connected in so many different ways and I'm just so um, happy. I, I got goosebumps just thinking uh, of the fact that you would be here and be able just to um, tell your story. You know, we're, we're not going to be long, but we just want to, you know, let people know that this thing is real. And, oh, yeah. you know, I find it not robbery to have you be my first guest because you are my goddaughter. Um, yeah. I, this is the young lady, you guys, I always tell you, I sit up at her wedding and, um, mm -hmm. she, you know, has this, you know, this new thing that she's, you know, she has a lot of different businesses, but I'll let her tell you that. But, um, you know, she just, she just is a, a giving person. Her heart is so big. And most people mm. that battle with mental health, so believe true. it or not, they have big hearts. That's so true. Because they want people to, in, in, in so many ways, they want people to know, hey, this is me. But on the other aspect, they want people to know I'm suffering. And so mm -hmm. that's why the heart is so big, because they want people to see them past their heart. Um, mm -hmm. And so, again, thank you so much. Now, you know, your godmama can talk. I can run my mouth. Well, well, well before we start, I definitely want to just absolutely say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Um, as you, as you know, now I definitely, uh, suffer with, you know, mental illness and mental health issues and things mm -hmm. like that. And, mm -hmm. um, I did start this beginning of the year off with, you know, telling my story and everything, you know, that comes with it. And like you said, just putting it out there because it is, it is very scary, but, um, I just want to definitely say on your platform, I'm so very proud of you, your podcast, uh -oh. your books, um, every single thing that you're doing, um, like you just told the people we've been on each other for a very long time yes. and I've always looked up to you and I always felt like, um, uh -oh. you know, God, God placed you in my life for a reason and not a season. So we've still been kicking it 15 <laughs> years later, you know, definitely, uh, a look up to you and, and just absolutely yeah. happy for yes. just, just, just being able to see, you know, cause sometimes you always see people when they're down, but you never get right. to see them when they come up. So mm -hmm. it's been a blessing just to see your journey and see you come up and see you take control of your life and things like that too. So I just want to take a second just to say thank you and just know that, you know, if nobody else sees you, <laughs> I definitely see you. Oh my God. Now see, that wasn't in the plan, y'all. I didn't know she was no. going to come on here and say all that. <laughs> and I'm sitting up here about to cry. Y'all know I cry and snot all over everywhere. Right, right. Oh, uh, but you know what? Thank you so much. And you, you're absolutely right. I, I, I received that with the spirit of love because, you know, I, I always talk about my grandmother. She's such an intro, uh, influential, she was an influential person in my life. And she just always said that, like, give people their flowers now. Because right. when they gone, they not going to know that. You know what I'm saying? So just give it to them now. Let them know that you appreciate them, that, that you love them. And I thank you. I receive that with everything because you know what? This journey is hard. And, and you it know, is. you you witnessed this journey with me. But this isn't mm -hmm. about me today. It's totally about you. And I just want you to be comfortable. I want you to be able to uh, be transparent about, you know, yeah. this mental health. Um, like I said, we are celebrating um, the whole month, I the podcast will be uh, contributing to uh, uh, the history of mental health awareness because it is something that is very intricate in my life. Because, like you know, you and I always say, it's easier to talk about it because it releases things. Oh, and yeah. if, you, if you don't talk about it, then it stays, uh, you know, bubbled up inside. Mm -hmm. And because we do have a platform, because you have a platform, but I'm let you get to that. But you know, having a platform. And mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, speak on it, whether people receive it or not, what they don't realize is that it's healing. 
Right. And it's the healing that we need as people that battle to get through. And it's not even the next day, it's the next hour. You, you feel the me? Next, the next minute. Sometimes. Next, oh, girl, you better know what to say. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you here. So I just, you know, again, I'm not going to keep you long. I just really want to ask a couple quick questions before I give you the, the mic. Um, mm -hmm. And so with you dealing with mental uh, 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 issues, because I, I, I try to say the right verbiage. I don't want to say, because, you know, there's power in the tongue and I want to make sure it that is. I'm saying it correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is a, it is a disease. So yeah. when you when, when did you realize that you battled with depression? Um, I probably knew as a teen, a teenager, maybe around age, mm -hmm. I want to say maybe 15 or 14. Um, my, my mom was um, suffered from depression really, really bad. But when I was a child, people weren't really talking about depression. Like that wasn't a thing. It was just like either you're lazy or you're sorry or something like that. But it's, it wasn't like a clinical yeah. term or a, a clinical thing. It was just, you just didn't want to do anything. Right, but right, I would right. watch my mom be depressed. And at the time, of course, wow. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was at the time. Wow. But when I became a teen mm -hmm. and I started picking up little things and I started realizing like, this is kind of what my mom was like doing. And, and mm -hmm. even though I knew at that point it was something, right. I didn't really start recognizing what it was until I was about maybe 19 or, or 20. Wow! Um, I started being able to put a name on it, like that's mm -hmm. how I was to put a name on it. But before then, I I would feel it around fifteen um or sixteen. Um, that right? Yeah, I um my parents weren't were um a part of the drug epidemic, um, oh, so I okay. ended up having to live with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. and, and during that transition, it was really rough. Um, because mm -hmm. as a child, you don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Um you know, drug abuse and things like that. You right. just feel like your parents don't want you or they don't love you or you don't understand why they can't just, you know, be better. Right. I mean, that really, you know, formed a lot of the issues um, that I started having between ages maybe 14 to 16. So um, I started feeling it. So was there a time, because I, this is uh, this is really good. So your mm -hmm. was there a time in your teenage years that you had this discussion with your mom or you just didn't talk about it? Did you talk with your grandmother? No, no, or no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know about nobody else's grandmother, but my grandmother was a very devout Christian, a beautiful soul. I mean, she believed mm -hmm. in God and she didn't mm -hmm. even believe in speaking. Like you just said, the power of the tongue. Right, right. And if I was to go and tell my grandmother that I was depressed, she probably would, you know, girl, if you lay hands on, on us. Right, <laughs> right, right. If you don't go sit on depressed about right, it, right, right. Say, as a child, like, what are you depressed about? You don't have bills. You don't have this. Yep. You don't have that. And like I said, when I was younger, like, nobody was, the kids wasn't depressed. Like, right. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't an actual thing to be depressed. So I never spoke to anybody about it in my teenage years at all. Uh -huh. I never had a conversation about it. I just kind of, like, dealt with it, Um, which, as you know, you know, mm -hmm. just dealing with it internally. And then it just continued to get worse and spiral, you know. That is so good. Older. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. even, even when, you know, my grandmother, she would be here. Yeah. She would probably want to, you know, get the anointing oil and oh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. lay hands on me. And so I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's good that you said that because I'm, I was sitting here thinking, even though I, I wrote the question, I did not think about the question because it was pertaining to you. But right. as you started speaking, I had to ask myself, when did you, uh, you know, discover that you had 
depression. And I think mine was as young as about 10. Mm, yes. um, you no, know, and and that's something that again I didn't discuss that with my mom, you know. Right. Um, but I remember being ten years old and being depressed and you know unhappy, mm-hmm. and so that is crazy. But again, like you said, there was no outlet for me to be able to go say, "Hey, ma, you know, I'm yeah. this and I'm that," because like my mom and your grandma go sit down yeah. somewhere, you right. know. They brush it, yeah, they brush it under the rug, but that was real mm-hmm. good. Well. Um, how do you at this point, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of jumping, but how okay. do you cope with it? Like, did you go to a psychiatrist? Did you uh, go to a doctor? Did you go to a family friend? Did you, how did you, how did you cope? How do you cope with it? I mean, I don't, I, I don't cope with it. I battle it. Like I literally can't cope with it. I just can't. It's not, I don't think it's anyone that anybody can cope with. It's like a battle, a constant battle every single day. You mm-hmm. just got to choose. You have to decide. And for the, so I, if I, you know, started realizing at the age of 19, like, so my entire twenties, I never, you know, was able to, you know, really get up. I knew what it was, but then, you know, a lot of times when I was, as I was growing and getting older and I started having children and things, it's kind of like, that's irrelevant, you know, when you have right. children that need things, of course. you have a family and things like that, so you don't even matter, so right. for the most part, I had, I had my daughter when I was 21 and my son when I was 23, so the entire, you know, my entire 20s, I was raising children, I didn't really have time to talk about going to no psychiatrist because I was working sometimes two jobs, sometimes, you know, whatever wow. I had to do to take care of my children. Right. So once I got up into my thirties and my children got a little older and then it, but, but then by that time it was no longer, you know, I was losing the battle because I, wow. I had, you know, let it, let it go for so long. Mm. Um, but, but, but I would never say coping. Like I just felt like it would pop up here, pop up there. And I would just suppress it or suppress it. Right. But when I got around my age 30, 31, it started becoming something that I couldn't no longer suppress because I had suppressed it for so long wow. and then I started finding out okay I have triggers for things and I will blow up about certain things and just little things so I just feel like um that was what was going on and once I got into my 30s um the the, the reason how I really started getting actual control over it is that mm-hmm. I went and checked myself into a stress relief clinic um Ooh. like a psychiatric clinic okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and that was yep. recently? I was 30. I'm trying to get it right because I'm 30. Okay, that's so okay. About... <laughs> yeah, so about four years ago. About, about four, four years, years ago. ago. That mm-hmm. So that's a, another thing I did not know. So what mm-hmm. is your, uh, your mental uh, disease? Is it depression? Is it mood disorders? Is it anxiety? Because, you know, there there's four types. So which one is yours? Are, are you... Uh, personality I from, disorder i suffer from depression and anxiety and okay. the anxiety and, and i feel like they play um on one another i feel like either i'm super depressed or i'm super anxious like uh-huh. one or the two and it could be the same day it could be one in the morning one at night like it just can get you know out of control at, at points it can um mm-hmm. i feel like i deal better with uh anxiety because at least when i'm anxious i'm still mobile and i'm able to do and move and it, it causes me to be more um active but when yeah. i'm depressed it's like i'm sluggish and i don't want to do anything and i'm looking sad and i'm not you know 
I, I, I don't prefer either, but I can deal with the anxiety better than I can deal with the depression, if that makes sense. That does make, make sense. And so the, the thing about depression, you know, and uh, you can agree with me, that mm-hmm. it nearly, you know, affects about 50% of people oh, yeah. in America. And 50% of people that are suffering from this mental illness do not seek treatment. Amen. And so the fact that you did, however mm-hmm. many years later that you did, that's what they call a stigma uh, because mm-hmm. the stigma is associated with the fact that you don't go when you need to go and you just, you kind of defeat it. You keep running, you know, sweeping it under the rug, but right. you did go, you know, years later, mm-hmm. how has it affected your children? Cause I heard you mention your children. How yes. have your children been able to battle or do they even know that you are battling with this? Um, so let me let me say this quickly before I answer that question, because you okay. just brought up a point about the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sure that you'll agree with this statement I'm going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not to, you know, downplay any other race. But for the black woman, we mm-hmm. have a thing called the black woman power thing. Like we got to mm-hmm. be powerful. We got to stand strong and hold everybody down and yep. work three jobs and go to school and yep. never cry and never be sad and never be mad and raise your children. And it's so much stuff put on the black woman to yep. me. It's to the point where you could literally drown in stuff trying mm-hmm. to live up to this stigma that in reality, no one has. Right. And so I feel like for the black woman to show weakness is uh, some type of horrible terrible thing because we're supposed to be you know this great amazing person and so that that for the black woman and maybe the black man I can't speak for that because I'm not a black man but I'm just saying I know for the black woman as I am you know you're not allowed to be up you know to cry or to give up or to admit defeat that's just not something that we're allowed to do and that comes back ingrained deeply from our roots from slavery days yes you know, we, we just weren't allowed to do that. We're always supposed to take, you know, the higher road and mm-hmm. look higher and never give up. And, you know, that's just not realistic. It's, I mean, not. it's really just not realistic, but because it's ingrained in our heads. And then if you raised by your mom or your grandma, you see them work three jobs and mm-hmm. take care of kids by themselves in the home and you do mm-hmm. all these things. And then you feel like if you're not doing those things, then, you know, you're not a black, a strong black woman. That's the right. strong black woman. You know, those things play in your head. So I feel like for years, you know, before I went and got myself checked out, that played in my head a lot. Like, I have two children. I can't let, you know, this, these people think I don't know how to take care of my children. Right. I can't let, you know, you know, uh, my job know I can't, you know, handle whatever is going on. You know, you, 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 you put that on yourself. Right. Because that's the stigma that's out there. But mm-hmm. what the issue is, that just causes more confliction and more corruption in your mind because you're trying to do something that nobody can do that's good and because of that Mm -hmm. it makes you deny getting help because you'd rather suffer in silence than be known to be weak in public and that's that's silly that's good Tell them. And, I'm, and not to call anybody silly, but right. I've done it. So I, I'm saying mm-hmm. me, that was silly of me, you know, to feel like, oh, I'd rather just struggle and cry every night and don't right. let them do it and then I ask for somebody for help. Right. But I got to a point where I was risking my children's lives in my own life. And that day I knew like, hey, listen, I don't care about that no more. I need to go and get myself checked out because this is just horrible. I, I right. literally was about to run through a red light with my children in the car because I just was oh, that fed God. up. 
And I stopped, you know, just in the nigga time, but that woke me up and made me realize, like, Kayla, this is serious. This isn't, you know, some type of joke. My yeah. me, and, and even if it was just me, I would have probably felt differently, but my children were, were in the car with me. Wow. You know, I wasn't valuing their life. I wasn't valuing, you know, my life at, at that time because I had so much stuff going on in my head. Now, I love my children and I would never purposely do anything to hurt them. Right, right. But right. people people do it, though. You know, people, yeah. and women have mental breaks all the time. We see it all the time. They're throwing kids in the river. They're running them over. They're mm-hmm. putting them in a the garage. Yeah. Because some people aren't mentally stable enough to get that click that says, hey, that's wrong. You need to figure it out. Right. So had, had that not clicked in my head, and I called it my, I, I really said it was my grandma, you know, mm-hmm. coming down, sending the Holy Ghost to, to save my life because yes. we would have been out of there. We would, we would have wow. been done for. We would have been done for. And a lot of people don't know that. But that very same day, you know, I had to call my kids dad and say, listen, hey, listen, I need help. I, I can't take, you have to take these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be strong today. Right now, I need to be weak for now so I can be strong for later. Because yeah. if not, I'm going to be dead now. So I need to go ahead and get you know that checked out so pretty much for my children you know they they kind of know now that now that i've started you know my mental speaks and i have a podcast and Mm -hmm. i'm not a podcast a vlog and things like that and i talk about it more i try to be more open with my children you know because i don't want them to feel like they can't express how they feel um i have a teenage daughter and as a teenage girl you know it's a lot of stuff that goes on in your mind you like boys and you at the yes. and you gotta have this and you gotta have your hair like this and for these kids nowadays it's kind of impossible to be you know whatever everybody wants you to be so i know with all that stuff going on i try to just keep an open you know an open an open ear for whatever right I, but but at the same time i try to protect them as well so i do let them in on certain things that i go through but some things you know i don't feel like it's you know for them yet as they get older you know if they have right. any questions i'll answer so i just kind of play it by ear but it is times when my kids you know uh, well, because they've been around the whole time, you know, I'll be in a room crying, and my son will be like, "What's wrong?" I don't, mm-hmm. I literally don't even know what's wrong. You know, my kids saved my life a few times. You know, so yeah, yeah, just them being there, so them <laughs> them having to have half of a mom, you know, for right. the majority of their life is crazy. So now, when I'm able to get myself together, I just had made a decision that you know I'm be open with my children. You know, just try to do the best I can do. But number one thing I try to do is be more understanding than my grandmother was and not purpose. Like she wasn't, she wasn't not understanding on purpose. She, they, that wasn't a mental health wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Like the only, the only thing that was mental health is just like you was talking to yourself or if you was, you know, going like it, just depression was not a, a, a option. That right. Man, I, it I wasn't. Believe. It wasn't. And so, and so now, you know, I just try to, be more understanding if my child say, you know, hey, I'm not really feeling it today. You know, give kids the time to not feel it today. Because my yeah. grandma didn't care if I was feeling it today or not. You know, I'm yeah. still going to do whatever she said. Period. Period. That's <laughs> how I was with my grandma and even with my mom. And, you know, having the relationship that I have with my mom now, you know, being able to sit down and discuss this with her, it's mm-hmm. much easier. And sometimes I sit and I say, why didn't I step out sooner and let right. my mom know because when my mom found out, you know, she, you know, she was hurt. She was sad. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, you know, how did I miss this? You right. know, we need to get you some mm-hmm. help. You know, you should have been told me this, but you know, the stigma surrounding mental mm-hmm. health disorder orders has been declining over the past decades. I, I'm not going to lie. It has. It's only mm-hmm. like, you know, if I did my research, I think it was like 56% of Americans um, mm-hmm. would feel more, you know, uncomfortable telling 
uh, their friends or families if they were mm-hmm. suffering from the mental Ill- illness. So, you know, being able to go and say, hey, this is what's going on. I need help. Like today at church, my pastor was saying, if you are, you know, somebody that is battling silently, uh-huh. you know, let them know they don't have to go through this by themselves. There right. is help out there now. But if mm-hmm. we had a did that back then, again, like you said, they probably would have looked at us and been like, Mm-mm. Yes. And, and it's sad because it is the color of our skin. I, I hate to mm-hmm. say that, no but sense. it is. You're true. You, you said that right. that was honestly true. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kudos to you that you did, you know, get the help and you did reach out to your kid's father. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he did, um, you know, take the kids. Now, mm-hmm. you just recently got married. I did. Yes. And um, I hope I, it's okay if I let them know that you've married a woman. Yes. Yes. And you are, happily, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are happily married to a, a beautiful woman who loves you and your children. Now, we talked mm-hmm. about your kids. Yes. Now, if, if, if your wife is anything like my honey, my honey is so open. She mm-hmm. is so like whatever the issue is she is right there she is my mm-hmm. help my support she is my help mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. my question is being a, a new wife being in a new marriage did your wife know prior to this or did she find out during you know while you were dating or when you got married mm-hmm. when did she find out and how does she deal with it because even though we deal with it our 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 mates have to deal with it as well right um, so she she knew before um when I met just a little backstory I I've never dated a woman before all right um, your store baby <laughs> yeah I've never dated no 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 I've never dated a woman before and so when I met you know um Brie we just clicked like best friend click I literally within two weeks of knowing her told her every single thing about my life things I never told people I've known for years things you might not even know you know right. just she she made me feel so very comfortable into sharing those things and. When I was when I um, met her, I was suffering from um, night terrors, and I couldn't sleep for for years. Like I would never be able to rest and sleep, just due to childhood trauma. Things that have happened to me would come back in my dreams and would haunt me. And, and I was taking um, sleeping medicine every night just to go to sleep because I wouldn't be able to sleep all night. Right, right. Um, and wow. so that when I met her, I was like that. So I kind of you know just let her know what was going on. And um, of course, when you tell somebody who is not familiar with it, they're just like, oh, okay. Because they think it's just like, oh, you're depressed. Okay, you're sad or something. They don't really realize kind of what it is actually. Um, mm-hmm. But they want to be, she, she was definitely supportive from day one. Um, but I feel like as we got, you know, more together, we moved in together. Mm-hmm. And she started being able to see actually kind of what it is, especially with my anxiety. Because there's times right. when I could literally walk out of the room and be perfectly fine and then I don't know something can happen and I walk in and then it's like I gotta pick this up so when I'm cleaning 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 it's 10 30 in the morning mm-hmm. or the worst is like um when I go into the bathroom in the mornings I'm getting ready for work I'm already running late and then I want to clean the bathroom she's like why are you doing that but it's my anxiety it just causes me yeah. to have to do you know whatever and and right. she she's she's getting used to it but one thing I will say for sure is that she's always been 100 you know um supportive and and always um there never judging never you know um bringing it up to use against me or anything Uh like that that's Um, and she is actually the person who 
um told me to start my mental speaks um because i would tell her about it and, and i just kind of wanted to um you know take away the the in, like the the shame of it all because it's, right, it's definitely right. be it's the shame it's nothing to be ashamed of and i feel like um some there's been times when i've shared my story with people and it was like oh my god you know i had no clue you know you, mm-hmm. you, you just never know who was suffering because just looking at me or just knowing me, you wouldn't know that I suffer from anything. You would just right. think I'm, you know, a regular person. But one thing is, I, I had to, I had to act on. You know, I had been practicing that for years. You know, how to pretend like there's something wrong with me. Right. And I and I had it down for years, but it, it's just so heavy that that plays a role. I feel like once you once you decide, hey, listen, I'm mm-hmm. no longer. I can't I can't battle the depression and hide the depression. I don't have enough energy to do both. Right. I don't have the energy to do it. So I had to choose. I'm going to battle it. And then I had somebody that came along and said, hey, listen, whatever you're going to do, I'm doing it too. So you're going to help me battle it. So now I got a battle plan. You know, I got right. my wife is, is my battle partner. Any battle I can't win, she going to make sure she can win and take care of it every single time. So Come when on. you have someone like that who is not only being there, being there for you, taking all of your food, because I can be a handful at times. It's times mm-hmm. when, you know, I might, you know, who wanna who wants to sit around somebody who's sad all the time for no reason? Like that's nothing right. wrong. Nobody, nobody should have to deal with that. But yeah, she's taking and she's taking a shot and she those are the moments, those are the moments that I realized that this is why I married her. Because at my lowest moment, she's mm-hmm. still there trying to make sure I'm okay. It's not about the fun times and the this and the that and what I can do. You know, I found somebody who loved me even more at my lowest than she does at my highest. So, that's you good. know, it, it, that's important. And it's important if you have any type of mental issue to be around people who mean you well. Because that's if right. they don't mean you well, you need they're going to be triggers. They're not going to be helpers. They're going to be triggers. It's going to cause more issue, cause more problems for you. And it, it, it's just not. Life is too short. You got to be happy. So, for all the people, if anybody's listening, everybody's like, oh, she married a woman? Yeah, I, no, I married, <laughs> I married somebody who uh, loves me just as much on my worst day as they do on my best day. Uh, somebody who I trust with every single thing. I ain't got to worry about her throwing back up in my face. I ain't got to worry about not being safe. If I'm having an issue, whatever, whatever is going on, like if uh, I'm taking one step, she's taking two. So uh, that's definitely been my strength and even just having these open conversations and telling my my deep dark secrets to everyone you know when I empty myself out she fills me back up so at that point you know that's good that's she she's she she deserves you know everything and more everything just just for that that she just really she really just stands by me no matter what and just protects my peace and protects my soul and she sees things I don't see sometimes you know that is so good going on and I don't yeah. see it so it's just yeah. been amazing it's been an amazing experience you know I don't think and, that I could have had this experience with anybody else and and I think uh, you know what you know when I first met uh the young lady you know you brought her to the house and mm-hmm. I knew um at that moment that you know she would be the best for you mm-hmm. uh, people do have their judgments and people do uh make you know uh butts of themselves like my, my mama always say you know opinions are not asked for you know that's just your right. opinion and, and how you feel keep that over uh over there but right. um I, I think it's just you know with, with depression and 
um, our spouses and, and how they deal with it. You know, uh, one thing that Pat said to me was, is that, you know, I, I, I never knew, like I would have never known um, mm-hmm. went through that. And I heard you say that, you, you know, that's what, you know, Brianna said to you. What's your wife's first name? It's Brianna, but. I call, call her Brianna. Yeah, I want to make because I know her sister is. I was a Brianna. Okay, okay. I want to make because I don't want to be calling her something. Sorry, Bri. <laughs> call her Bri because she going to kill me and you for calling her Brianna. <laughs> okay, Bri. All right, the Bri. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just, I, I, uh, I, I heard you say that. And so I wanted to say this, that the, the thing with mental health, it doesn't have a look. <laughs> and because it doesn't have a look, people automatically assume that you're not dealing with mental health. Oh, she doesn't look like she's dealing. Like you said, she doesn't look like there's nothing wrong with her or she's not going through nothing. That's that's a lie. That That is not the truth because even a lot of stars, I did uh, uh, my research on a lot of African-American people that deal with this that's in the limelight. And uh-huh. you just will not believe the people that deal with uh, this this disease and Jada Pinkett Smith is one of them and she put something up and she said that unless you walk a mile in my shoes you'll never know the damage that my mind is that that this world is doing to my mind mm-hmm. and I thought that to be so deep because that lets me know she's still battling in her mind oh, yes. mm-hmm. so my my next question is going to be about the mind how do you, because I know for me, and, and, and I'm, I'm able to be transparent, um, mm-hmm. I'm under medication um, mm-hmm. for anxiety um, because mine is really bad. And, and a lot of what I went through has caused me to, to have seizures. So okay. my question to you is, how do you mentally deal with it in your mind? How do you subside it when it does come about when you are maybe at work or in the grocery store. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with something that is not right in your life, but then your 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 mind becomes mental? Um, yeah. different things. Um, I know for me, I did. Try, I have tried medication before. Okay, um, but I don't like the effects that it gives me. Um, because I I would feel like when I would take my medicine for anxiety that it would take me so low to the point where like I had no feelings or something. It's like a strange feeling I would have. Uh-huh. Um, like, so it, it would calm me down, but I was almost like too calm in a way. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. So at that point I stopped in and, and that was medicine I got when I went into the clinic, when I got out, they gave me, they prescribed me medication and I tried it, but I didn't like it. Okay. Um, what I try to do now is really talk about it. Like I have to talk it through. Once I talk it through, usually I talk to um to Bree or you know, I'll get on my, my mental speaks and I'll talk about some things there. Or sometimes I have to sit in the car and talk to myself, you know, just talk it out. Oh, uh, talk right. it through, you know, because right. I'm the type of person that like I have to I it has to get to a point and so, so I can let it go. I have to complete whatever it is so I can, you know, release it out of my mind. Um, and so that's why, you know, when I don't talk about it and I don't, uh, you know, express myself or say how I, I say, then that causes, uh, usually that causes me to be overly anxious, like right. overly, sometimes it can get really, really bad to the point where I can't breathe or it causes my br- breath to be short and things like that because uh-huh. it's just too much in my head. Right. Um, and then I, it causes me to be very forgetful at times. 
because I can't hold all of that in my head. You know, it's, it's just too much stuff. Something has to go. And usually that's what, what it is. My memory will go sometimes about things. But okay. really just daily, just the number one thing that I do is just try to be aware. Once I started being very much so aware of what was going on, I was able to control it better because now I'm aware. I can feel it in my body when I'm starting to be depressed. I wow. can tell. I can I can feel it coming. And when I feel those things, then I start already, you know, being uh, proactive before it even happens for me to just, you know, try to figure out what's going on, try to change whatever situation. Um, and I know, you know, you just, and then you have to know your triggers, you know, certain things can just continue to trigger you, trigger you, trigger you. And it doesn't matter if you don't get rid of those things then you'll never get rid of whatever it is, because right. I, I have never been able to get rid of a trigger, but I've been able to get, I mean, like to stop the trigger. But I've been able to remove myself from it, and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. And that could be people, jobs, church, right? What, whatever it is, it could be anything. It could be food. It could be whatever it is. If it's something that is causing you to be mentally unstable, you have to let it go. But right. the only way you can let it go is if you're aware of what it is, That's and you're right. able to accept. Okay, I have an issue, a problem, because you can't fix something that you don't even want to admit. Right. You know, and, and that's pretty much, you know, just becoming to admit, being able to admit it, and then being aware and, and knowledgeable of what's going on. And then realizing, like, hey, listen, this, I don't need to be here. I don't even need to be around this. And then and, and just taking a, you know, step to the right. And since I've been doing that and being more transparent and just saying mm-hmm. things, I've pretty much been okay to, mm-hmm. a, to a certain extent. I still have my days. Right. But it, it hasn't gotten really bad in a long time. Right. And and you said time. with the effect with your, uh, because with mental health, if you have family and friends that are aiding and helping, that does, you know, work with, you know, subsiding it um, yeah. um, as well. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have much time, but and it, this is, we can go on and on, but I, right. <laughs> uh, I girl, cause this is getting good. I'm just sitting here taking notes and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, I, I heard you talk about uh, my mental speech. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that is, what you're doing with it, how do people can um, go look for it, and what are your plans for uh, the rest of the month for uh, mental health awareness? Let the people know where you are, uh, if they can reach out to you, and so forth. Okay. So um, My Mental Speaks is a vlog I started at the beginning of this year. Um, at the end of last year, um, I just was riding, driving down the street, and I just kind of called my wife and was like, listen, I think I want to start a vlog, you know, um, and I wanted it to, the 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 name, not the name of it, but the goal to be healing through transparency, because I feel like that's the only way that things can heal. You have to be transparent about it. You got to be honest. You got to be truthful, or you can't really fix the problem if you're not truthful about what's going on, right. and I know that that helped me a lot, and so we set up and I told her and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to think of some names. And I, first I was going to do um, managing my mentors was, was oh. going to be the name of it. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to my wife and I was at work literally by the time I got off work, um, she had the name, which was my mental speaks. Wow. She had the, the, the Facebook page, the website, Girl. like she, she, <laughs> she had the whole thing together to the point where I was like well wait a minute I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm ready because it was it just happened so fast and and to be honest it's, it was very the first video I did was very scary uh-huh. um, because I kind of really went into tell you know about how I ended up in this place 
as much as I can. I try not to, you know, tell anybody else's secrets, but you know, I'm free to tell my own. So, right. you know, I, I, I talk about that. So pretty much it's on Facebook. It's called my mental speaks. You can okay. find me on Facebook. Okay. I don't, the, the website is not up, but we will be going up. And this month I'm going to be posting check, um, may, uh, my May check-in. So every day I'm going to be on just checking in with everybody. Um, okay. and anybody that wants to come in, you know, just, uh, you could come in and talk or, or whatever you want to do. You right. Know? If you just want to ask a question or whatever the case may be, you know, I just feel like even if you don't say anything, because I do have a lot of people who come on um, and watch me talk and they inbox me. Oh, my God, this really just helped me right. today. You just never know whose life you're going to say. And right. my, my thing I always say on the show is you never know one one word to, to one person. Right. Can be the difference between life or death That's when right. it comes to mental health. And everybody's, you know, it's because you don't bleed or because you don't, you know, hurt out uh, hourly. People are in pain, like right. serious pain, serious pain. And I try to make people really dig down deep. If even if you don't suffer from mental illness, but do you do you even if you even just think about the amount of pain you have to be in to put a gun to your head and shoot yourself in wow. your head, or to take pills. Or to kiss your children and throw them in over a bridge. Like, it's that serious. Right. It's that serious. And usually, people don't know until it's too late. Yeah. Almost, I think, right. I, and I don't want to be wrong, but I think it was like 8 out of 10 people who commit suicide yeah. had no signs, no signs of any suicidal tendencies. A lady just recently, I talked about on one of my vlogs, Mm -hmm. Just one Miss America or Miss Puerto Rico or Miss somebody, and mm -hmm. then two weeks later, Joe dove off of you know a ninety foot building. Yeah, for her death, you know. So it, it, even if you even if you don't suffer, I just think that if you even logically try to put that together in your mind, it has to be some type of imbalance for people to do those type of things, you know. Right. So it's always good to be very sensitive to others. You never know what somebody's going through. You can meet somebody on their worst day, say one word and keep them alive for the rest of their life. Or you can meet somebody on their worst day, say one word that bring them down and they go kill themselves the same day. Mm -hmm. That's the, right. The, the, the power of the tongue is so yes. serious. You just never yes. know who's going through what. That's you know? right. So I just think that that's why I started. Now, I think that is why I started, you know, my mental speaks just so one i can heal you know through my own transparency and so that other people can heal you know maybe through my transparency or maybe they might want to be transparent right because sometimes it just takes one person to say it's okay to feel like this for you to feel like that you know right and that's and that's really kind of what I, I didn't have nobody to do that to me but mm -hmm. i had such a situation to make me feel like that but if someone had told me it was okay I probably wouldn't have even, you know, been through half of the stuff I had been through. Right. But in reality, I just believe, you know, I'm all. It's gonna. This is a lifelong battle. This is just something that's just gonna disappear. You know, mm -hmm. I, I I do one vlog and now I'm, you know, Patty Perfect. It's gonna take time. It takes energy. It takes time. It takes willpower. It takes determination. It's like literally you're fighting for your life every single day because right. tomorrow I could wake up and be feeling like nothing. And then today I could feel like everything. That's so right. just everybody listening, just understand how serious it is just to be positive to others. It, it costs nothing 
to be nice to somebody. It costs mm-hmm. nothing. Because because it's times when even you can ask any of my Facebook friends, if somebody writes something weird on Facebook, I'm in your inbox. Hey, what's up? What you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Because I don't want to feel responsible for not saying nothing. When I could have thought something was going on, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much why I did it. Please feel free to go look me up. It's My Mental Speaks. Um, and it's like a cartoon picture of me on there. Inbox me. Uh, you can get more information about things but all may i'm going to be checking in every single day i'm going to try anyway every okay. single day to check in and just kind of let everybody know what my mental is and maybe everybody can check in and let me know what their mental is and if nothing else just give a little positive word for the day so yeah that's pretty much you know where i'm at with it and um well that's good battling. Mm-hmm. that's good that's that you did you, you listen you did wonderful uh, i have mm-hmm. so many questions but i know i can't ask you all of them because we only have an hour um, right but <laughs> i i know because you know you know your grandmama can talk but right. um <laughs> I, I i you got the logist of what i wanted um i do have one more question before you go okay are there any um in the future because i know that you and your wife are entrepreneurs you guys believe in and let me tell y'all something they put a little fork in the road y'all this thing and her wife will start a business while we sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we wake up, me and my honey wake up with golly, whatever. I mean, they are out there and, you know, the money out there, you know what, kudos to them, but they are entrepreneurs. And so yes. is there anything in your future, you and your wife's future on doing something as far as opening up something or starting a foundation or something with mental uh, illnesses? My hope is that my mental speaks will become, you know, a light in the mental health community. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, and just everybody keep me in prayers and fingers crossed. Um, by next May, I'm going to be trying to have a retreat. So maybe you can come in, you know, you'll be doing your podcast, you know, from there. Um, <laughs> Thank you the for the invitation. And just having people talk and make it real, you know, it's, it's yeah. nothing. And then, and then also, you know, just, you know, keep, some people aren't as open, you know, so they don't want everyone to know what they're going through. But, you know, just to have a safe place, that's really what it is, just a safe okay. place, you know, okay. to be, to feel free, you know. And, but I really do hope that my mental speaks, um, you know, turns into something more than it is. It's just starting right. literally, it hasn't even been six months. But I'm just going to continue to do, and I'm a big believer in God, and, and he, he'll, he'll, he'll lead the way um, because he, he definitely knows that, um, my my intentions are pure and genuine when it comes to mental health. Um, I have no, you know, ill will towards anybody at this point. Even my worst enemy, I don't wish any type of mental illness, disease, or anything on them. You know, because it's that serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just trying to take what I can to just pour into somebody's life. And I told myself before I did my first video, you know, if I at least just help one person, you know, I'll That's be right fine and with like literally an out like right after my video it was people just inboxing me inboxing me, inboxing wow. me. and that was just confirmation from god just to keep going so just keep going I'm definitely you know gonna keep going and i'll keep you updated and please still bring you back on the show and yes. we can talk about it some more but by next may i'm definitely trying to hold some type of a retreat or a conference or a workshop or something just to kind of you know have a community where we can feel safe to be who we are and to learn and to grow from one another. 
Well, you know what? I am so excited. I, I believe that because I believe in you and I believe in the power of speaking those things into existence. And I know that mm -hmm. it will happen. And you continue to be encouraged. Thank you so much for joining the Just As Podcast show today and sharing your story uh, without even hesitation. Um, right. Continued, <laughs> continued prayers for you uh, battling with depression, you guys. Her website or her Facebook is uh, My Mental Speaks. Her name mm -hmm. is Kayla Bryant Sims. She is so transparent. You can reach out if you're you're not ready to, to call the 1-800. You just want someone to talk with. She is approachable. Inbox her. Let her know that you're going through something. Just have a conversation. She is the coolest person ever. You will never know <laughs> that you. she battles just how she is. But again, thank you so much for taking time out Absolutely. to sit with us. And we will have you back on the show again. This is not the last time. And again, listen. If you are battling mental health issues and you need help, seek professional help. Don't mm -hmm. try to diagnose this thing on your own. If something's not right in your mind, go mm -hmm. get you some help, please. Right. Don't sit it's there knowing important. that. Yeah, don't sit there knowing that you you got these suicidal thoughts or you're mm -hmm. you're shaking or whatever you're going through. Any mm -hmm. type of issues that you're having, seek help. Thank you so much, Kayla. And I love you. God blesses to you and your family. And come on, come on the show again. Don't let this be I, 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 I absolutely <laughs> will come back. Thank you so much for having me. All and right. I definitely just want to throw this out here just one last second. If you're not sure if you suffer from mental illness, they have a website, www.silencetheshame.com. Silencetheshame.com. And you can take a test on there and it will let you know if you are you know at the beginning stages or if you need to seek professional help or whatever is going on but it's it's um it's very informative and it can give you the right routes to go to and take if you are suffering from anything so if you have any questions you don't want to talk to somebody just do www.silenceashame.com thank you so much mama jess for letting me come on the show it's you're welcome darling and i can't wait to do it again and we can't either you enjoy the rest of your morning all right you too all right baby okay bye bye this has been a Morning Motivation Just Just podcast with Anchor FM. Tune in weekdays, Monday through Friday, starting at 5 a.m. for the Morning Motivation with Just Just.